Hello and welcome to episode 152 of Travel Stories from the Back Again and Gone podcast. Yes, still being recorded in the beautiful home office of Chateau Relaxo, Florida. And tonight, it is once again time for that October crazy travel roundup. Thanks for listening. Hello, if you are a new listener, welcome. If you are a returning listener, welcome back. Before we get to the craziness from October, a few travel updates. Spent a few nights in Spartanburg, South Carolina, or as my grandmother used to say, Spartanburg. This was a first for me in 20 years of business travel. I've either made it into Greenville or Columbia as a base camp for the stay, but this project required me to stay in Spartanburg. The Hampton Inn there was still requiring all employees to wear masks. The plexiglass riot shield at the check-in desk was missing. And this is coming more and more commonplace. And of course, there was still no daily housekeeping without requesting it. One new COVID precaution that I saw was in the breakfast area. They asked that all patrons wear gloves and were provided with gloves when selecting breakfast or food items. In episode 137, Things You Forgot Since You Last Traveled, I covered things that we all might have forgot since we last traveled. And one of those things was remembering your travel website passwords, how to hack the hotel room's thermostat, how to avoid cancellation fees in case you wanted to cancel a reservation last minute. Almost 20 episodes later, and I forgot one of the things that I talked about is checking your credit card expiration dates. I have two flights scheduled in early November, so stay tuned from a Florida angle of the anti-maskers versus the vaxxers. But as I click purchase on the tickets, or the first ticket, I get an error, so I do like most people and click purchase again and possibly again and maybe again. And then I decide to read the error detail, which contained a combination of numbers, letters, but intertwined with all of that was this vague reference to my Southwest Chase credit card. Thank you, IT dude, locked in some dark room. And yes, the credit card associated with my Southwest airline profile was completely different than the Southwest Chase credit card that was in my wallet. Five minutes later, I was able to click purchase, complete the purchase, and book my next ticket. Also, continuing with things you forgot since you last travel, this trip, I forgot dress pants. I had dress shirt, dress shoes, dress belt, dress socks, but no dress pants. And I had would have gladly gone for a pair of business casual pants. Neither. Nope. Just jeans and shorts and some really nice dress shirts. On the first leg of this trip, Walmart was my best and only choice as a clothier. I left with a few pairs of their something that could pass as business casual, had a lot of polyester in it, but it would at least also match my brown Oxford shoes. So out the door for less than 30 bucks, who knew that you could pick up a few days of wardrobe for only $30. After leaving Spartanburg, next stop was Brunswick, Georgia and a relatively new Hilton Garden Inn. In the past, Brunswick had always been a Marriott stop, but I like Hilton Garden Inn, so I went ahead and booked there. 
And this is a relatively new property and shares the same lobby with the neighboring home two suites. And this seems to be a Hilton plan with new properties. I've seen this a bunch instead of two separate Hilton property or two Hilton buildings across the parking lot from each other. Think hotel Siamese twins, shared lobby, shared pool, shared fitness center. I'm guessing at least one less exterior wall to build. This has to be a huge cost savings. Well done, Hilton. The property also had masked employees and the plexiglass riot shield was back in place. And of course, as we all know, Hilton Garden Inn has probably one of the best made to order breakfasts around. And Hilton is now providing all lifetime or platinum diamond members instead of that free breakfast, that free $18, $19 breakfast, they're uh, giving you a $10 property credit. Let's just say that the brisket taco from Bucky's was much more delicious and less expensive. And besides, I had used that $10 property credit for that last drink in the bar the night before. On to tonight's topic, the October Crazy Travel Roundup. When it comes to travel, one of the first inquiries or questions I hear from Baby Road Warrior revolves around luggage. And it makes sense. When it comes to luggage, there are two types, and it's not hard shell or soft-sided. The two types of luggage are carry-on and lost. And the lost part is the theme of this next story. Two charged an airline baggage scam involving over $550,000 in false claims. Pernell Jones and Dominic Martin, both of Louisiana, were involved in the scam. According to court documents, this began in 2015 and lasted for five years. Jones and his co-conspirators submitted over 180 false claims to commercial airlines, including American, Alaska, Southwest, United, and JetBlue. They were requesting over $550,000 in reimbursement for luggage that Jones falsely alleged had been lost. In total, the airlines paid well over $300,000 in fraudulent claims. Jones would take flights with commercial airlines under false or fictitious identities using fraudulent identification cards. When he arrived at the destination, Jones would falsely claim that his baggage had been lost and would request reimbursement or compensation for his lost luggage. Like I said, in the end, Martin and Jones received over $300,000 of their $550,000 claims. Don't know if that's good odds or not. And while this scam had several failure points, and probably one of which or the biggest failure point was the whole false identity angle, but truly the biggest failure point was that they got greedy. Had these two stopped at a hundred grand or even $150,000, they may have gotten away with it. So here's a quick business lesson, folks. Pigs get fat, hogs get slaughtered. Don't be a hog. Here is our first Florida story. View from the wing, passenger with bottle of wine on tray drinks it on short Miami flight. So to set the stage, an American Airlines flight from Charlotte to Miami, thank you, Florida, and American Airlines now only serves alcohol in first class. I guess they're afraid of some sort of a coach cabin revolt. Who knows? On this flight, there was a first class passenger that was spotted with a full bottle of wine on their tray table. 
So that begs to ask, where did the wine come from? You're not getting a full bottle of wine through TSA security. We all are familiar with the 3.1.1 rule. This wasn't an international flight. While some people think that Miami is a different country, it's not. So it wasn't purchased. The bottle of wine wasn't purchased in the duty-free shop. So this passenger more than likely did not bring the bottle on themselves. View from the wing went on to add they are seated in an aisle seat and making no attempt to hide it. Instead, the flight attendant poured this passenger a glass of wine and then gave the man the bottle. For the life of me, I can't figure this one out. So you'll need to visit View from the Wing to actually see the picture from our Tedro. But you'll see a passenger, a cup filled with wine, another cup filled with water, a Ziploc filled with snacks, an iPad showing God knows what, and then you'll see a bottle of wine. It's a bottle of white wine, and it's sealed, completely full, never been opened. This is one of those stories that make my BS detector go off. But still curious is how he got a full bottle of wine on his tray, whether he's drinking it or not. Either way, welcome to Miami. Let me ask a question. Do you gamble? Do you play the lottery? If so, would you take a bet that had one in 337 odds? For me, probably not. I play with scared money. But for Alexander Svevik, S-V-A-N-E-V-I-K, not a bad idea. Alex, unbeknownst to him, took those one in 336 odds and won. And what did Alex win? Well, this came from Twitter. Alex was the only passenger on an Abu Dhabi to Singapore Etihad flight. This Boeing 787-9 is configured for 336 passenger. And Alex was it. He was the one. Instead of an airplane sofa, Alex won an airplane house. Alex posted what might be one of the best tweets ever. He tweeted, I'm alone on my flight to Singapore. The pilot makes all announcements starting with Mr. Alexander. And the best I could ever do was a suicide flight from Atlanta to Orlando, probably close to 20 years ago. It was me and my seven of my closest friends on an early morning flight, a Delta wide body. So we had plenty of room, but nobody greeted any of us by our name. If you spent any time listening to the podcast, you know, we have two dogs here at Chateau Relaxo, Jesse, the yellow lab, or as I typically will say, the meth lab. And Sky, the most practical Florida dog you could ever wish to own, a Siberian Husky. These two dogs do not travel, except for the occasional trip to the vet. We just don't take them on vacation. And the reason is that they're 50 and 60 pounds of fur and energy. These are in no way support animals. In fact, we are probably the support humans in this case. But in some way, I envy people that have pets they can travel with. That is until those pets need to use the restroom and you're barreling down the road, and eh, then I'm probably not so envious. But this sets the stage for this story. Earlier this month, a couple flying from Lubbock, Texas to Las Vegas, Nevada, got a bit of surprise. When they went to check their bags in, the scale showed six pounds over the allowed weight. And as most people do, they promptly opened their suitcases to see what could be offloaded into another bag. And that's when they found Icky, their six-pound chihuahua, napping inside of a packed cowboy boot. Yep, it seems that the husband is a last-minute packer and that Icky is a burrower, which apparently is a combination required to send a piece of luggage six pounds over the allowed weight limit. 
Thankfully, one of the Southwest gate agents agreed to dog sit while the couple was on vacation. Side note, that would have never happened with a lab or a husky. In the past, we've discussed some weird or odd items that you can get on a plane. A bowling ball, a live lobster, some fresh eggs, a cheese grater, or a megaphone. And if you note the last one, a megaphone, and why not? Maybe you're heading to a college football game or you're flying here into Orlando for some sort of a cheerleading competition, or say maybe you just want to use it for lecturing passengers about COVID as well as your beauty. Well, that's what happened. This woman was standing in the aisle on a recent flight when the flight attendant, of course, asked her to get back to the seat. And that's when she blurted out, I brought my microphone and I'm going to use it. The woman then walked up and down the aisles as she lectured all the passengers The reason the pandemic started is that nobody here has any more faith because you're all stuck with your stupid devices and you don't know what reality is anymore. Well, when the staff finally pulls her way out of the aisle and gets her back to the seat, she finishes off with this last one. My dog has better sense than any of you. First, I wish that all planes had some sort of a hatch in the middle of the aisle where lunatics like this could be ushered into it and spend the remainder of the flight underneath the seat deck. And second, no one wants to be stuck in an aluminum tube barreling through the atmosphere of listening or exposed to lunatics and actually make that any place. Most of us don't want to be exposed to lunatics. Third, pick your controversial platform. It could be COVID, it could be religion, it could be politics, it could be LGBT. But none of you lunatics are going to change anybody's mind. It's similar to somebody that's freaking out and you telling them to calm down. Have you ever once seen that work? No. Florida rings in again this month with one of my favorite topics, the emergency exit. And we've had people use the emergency exit on planes as their resignation letter. We've had people use the emergency exit as a means of demonstration. Then, of course, we've had passengers bolt down the slide looking to flee carry-on contraband. So here are the cliff notes on this one. During a deplane in Miami, a customer on American Airlines Flight 920 service from Cali to Miami exited the aircraft via the emergency exit. The customer was immediately detained by law enforcement. Yep, the passenger was immediately captured by the Customs and Border agents. And this begs to ask why View from the Wing really offered no additional detail to this incident. Couldn't find anything on the news. But my thought, my reasoning for this is it was Florida and he was stuck on American, the new Spirit Airlines, and he wanted off. Here's a sign that things might, just might be returning to normal just might. Live and let fly, naked woman roams Denver airport making small talk with passengers. From the post, carrying a drink in one hand and nothing in the other and nothing on her body, a naked woman paraded through Denver airport, striking up casual conversations with passengers before finally being stopped by the police. And the only reason that I put this in there is that yes, it is a sign that we are getting a bit back to normal. When's the last time we had a naked airline passenger that wasn't related to COVID or vaccine or not vaccine or masking. It's been a while, but probably the best reason for posting this is one of the comments from a contributor says Colorado woman to Florida man here, hold my beer. 
And after a bit of digging, it seems that this woman just might have had a bit of a medical issue, especially since this did not take place in Florida. So this month's business development question hits a bit close to home. How do you fix the rental car shortage? In the past, we've talked about the shortage. Tourists in Hawaii were renting U-Hauls due to the shortage. And in fact, where a single day rental could be as much as $500 in Hawaii. Rental car companies are discouraging one-way rentals. Why? Well, they don't want to lose that car from their rental inventory. In fact, there's a vehicle shortage everywhere. For instance, if you want to purchase a new Tesla 3, the lead time for one is right around 18 months, and the price is steadily increasing. And this might just be the reason this next story hurts. The rental car company Hertz just announced that they will per be purchasing not 1,000, not 10,000, but 100,000 Teslas. That's about 20% of Hertz's fleet. No wonder there's an 18 month wait for a Tesla. So while Hertz may have solved the rental car shortage problem, or at least the shortage for Hertz, they may have caused a couple of additional challenges. First, how are you going to charge them? If you spend any time traveling, most hotels have at most two EV electrical vehicle charging stations. That's not enough to support these new rentals as well as the current private sector fleet. Now, one bright note was that in my recent stay in Brunswick, Georgia, across the street from the Hilton Garden Inn was a Tesla supercharging station with probably 2025 charging stations. Knew nothing about it, but apparently there is over 25,000 supercharger stations out there. No wonder Tesla's stock is well over 1200 bucks. But second and possibly the bigger challenge is end user adoption. An electric car is very different than the traditional gasoline powered car. And I'm no gearhead, but it starts different. It handles different and it sounds way different. And after a few minutes or a few miles, most drivers will be able to adapt. But I know for me, many, many, many years ago, when Priuses first hit the rental fleet, I thought it would be cool. Jumped into a Prius in a Hertz rental station. I think I was up in Maryland, uh, Baltimore, possibly. But it took me probably a good 10 minutes to figure out not only how to start the Prius, couldn't hear that it was running, and in fact, learn how to uh, pilot it and control it and all that. So, you know, personally, I'm all for the Hertz Tesla merger initiative. As for my next rental, I'll gladly walk past my typical Corolla or Ford Fusion and head straight for a Tesla. So we're nearing the end of the episode and what's missing? What's missing? It's the anti-maskers versus the vaxxers. And the reason is this month there were just too many incidents. There was a United flight where a drunk anti-masker decided to curse out a flight attendant. There was a Frontier Airlines who also had an anti-masker curse out yet another flight attendant. Still another United flight gave us the man who refused to wear his mask and began yelling, I will break your neck to the flight attendants. And then the month finished off with a brutal attack on an American Airlines flight attendant from again, another anti-masker vaxxer passenger. And this is pretty much status quo. So there really wasn't anything over the top. However, one observation that I did make, I watched all the videos that I could find on these is, well, there's always a video, right? But both gentlemen in two of these videos were wearing their baseball cap 
backwards, wearing the baseball cap backwards. Proof that wearing a baseball cap backwards in public does truly lower your IQ by 10 points. And then there is something that for the life of me, I can't grasp. But when you purchase an airline ticket, you agree to wear a seatbelt. It's federally mandated. No one bitches, no one cusses. No one gets in fights over it when told to buckle up. The same is true for masks. When you buy a ticket, you agree to the federal mandate requiring you to wear a mask. And for all that is holy, I have no idea why people are losing their minds over this. I'm not crazy about wearing seatbelts on a plane. I'm not crazy about wearing a mask on a plane either, but it's the law. I guess my other choice is to walk or rent one of those new Hertz Teslas. Well, that does it. The October Crazy Travel Roundup is over. If you want detailed show notes, links, and pictures, head over to podpage.com slash travel hyphen stories. Leave me a message at Anchor. Shoot me an email, travelfrick at gmail.com. As I always say, travel safe, stay safe, and thanks for listening.